celebrating 30 years of phenomenal trend forecasting. Here's Gerald Salenti with today's trends in the news. Hi, this is Gerald Salenti. It's Friday, September 27, 2019, and here are some of today's trends in the news. Over there in Asia, the markets are mixed. Over there in Europe, they're up a little. In America, they're down a little. Gold's down. Bitcoin, bada-ba-boom. It's down in the 8,000s now. And oil keeps going down. So what's going on? What's bringing them up and bringing them down? U.S. stocks finished the week lower after reports that the White House is considering limits on U.S. investment into China. And why it went down? U.S. consumer spending slowed more than expected in August. That's right. It edged up the grand total of nothing, 0.1%. And, of course, there's the big issue over there, the call between two heads of state has sparked an impeachment inquiry among delegates. That's the call that Trump made to the guy in the Ukraine about, hey, look into Biden's uh, deal over there that his kid, all of a sudden, a cat from nowhere is put on the board of directors of Barisa Energy. That's right, the biggest energy company, gas company in Ukraine. Oh, along with... You remember that other low life who's our Secretary of State, John Kerry? Yeah. Remember him, Arrogant Kerry? Not a war that that guy didn't like. He loved them all. Oh, yeah, his son in law, the Heinz boy. Yeah, who's behind the Heinz boy? Heinz 57. Yeah, his partner. Yeah, Devon Archer. He also gets on the board of Burisma. Oh, they're only making like 50,000K a month. That's all right. So Trump asked the guy to look into it because he wants to find out the dirty deal. And you know the deal. Biden goes over there and says, listen, we'll give you a billion dollars, but you got to do away with this inquiry that's looking into the dirty Burisma deal. You got it? And you can see it on video. He says it. That's what's going on in the presidential reality show. Two freaks fighting it out to see who's going to be the winner of the presidential reality show. Coming to you live from now until November 2020. This is draining nothing more than energy. And the arrogance of the people talking about it, and we'll get to it in a little bit, is not astounding. It's common for liars, cowards, freaks, and fools that run the government. The Dumb o craps and the repulsive kins. Oh, this is terrible what Trump did. Hey, how about that low-life piece of garbage scum? Should he rot in hell before he dies? George W. Bush, who took us to war based on lies. And how about all the lies in him and that other piece of garbage, low-life slime, ball, arrogant little boy with a bad attitude? And that kind of an accent, you know that guy over there in uh, the UK. Yeah, the F-U-you-know-what-K. Tony Blair, blaring out bullshit about Saddam Hussein and weapons of mass destruction. How about two nations, two presidents, prime ministers, leaders of the country, taking the people to war? Is that a bigger issue 
than Trump trying to hump Biden in the election coming up? Not in America. And we'll move on to other markets. Gold set for weekly loss as U.S. data and dollar way. Gold prices fell on Friday and was on track for its third weekly fall for the month, restrained as a slew of U.S. economic data beat expectations. Hey, wait a minute. I just read the same thing from CNBC where consumer prices, consumer buying, which is two-thirds of our economy, was weak. But now they're saying it's strong. Oh, you know why? Because National Association of Realtors said uh, home sales index rose 1.6%. Yeah, that's it. Oh, by the way, add another one to that 30 central banks this year that cut that interest rate. Mexico. That's right, they lowered interest rates too. Gold, where I see it going, now the next breakout point is about 1480. If it goes to 1480, then 1450 is the next one on the downside. After that, the bottom as I see it is 1390, but hey, that's only the way I see it. Here's today's Wall Street Journal about yesterday's news. Oil falls amid worries of too much supply, but not today. Oil falls after Iran claims U.S. offered to remove sanctions, Trump denies. Oil prices are down because the global economy is weak. There's low demand, has nothing to do with trade wars, tariffs, or deals with Iran. Slowdown in mortgages puts pressure on Fornt and Zloty. That's the Hungarian coin and the Polish coin. Currencies in Central and Eastern Europe are facing familiar demons. Hungary's forint has slumped to record lows, while the Polish Zlotny has also fumbled sharply since the summer, in large part due to manufacturing slowdown in the neighboring Eurozone. A slowdown, but there's another angle to this one, too. In the run-up to the financial crisis, households across Central and Eastern Europe loaded up on Swiss franc loans, lured by an apparently attractive combination of strong local currency, the currency was high, which promised to make repayments manageable and low interest rates. But once the financial crisis pushed the franc to record highs and their currencies, such as the foreign and Zlotny, plummeting, the cost of borrowing rocketed for debtors. This is very important because the dollar's staying strong. Other, like the Swiss franc stays strong. These other currencies are weakening and they got to pay their debt back with more dough as the global economy is slowing down. Oh, you don't believe me? Try this one. Incoming IMF chief, International Mafia, International Monetary Fund, warns of global challenge financial times. The next head of the IMF has warned that the world's ability to tackle an economic slump, quote, could become tested and pledged that her top priorities would be to minimize the risk of crises, be ready to cope with downturns. Those are two quotes. Quote, it's harder than it was a decade ago to mobilize swift collective response to the threats 
the world faces today, the Bulgarian economist remarked. With warning signs now flashing, our preparedness would soon be tested. Miss Giogiva, who will take office on October 1st, said. All right? They're all warning us. Warning signs now flashing. It's the greatest depression. It doesn't happen all at once. There's no way out of this. They're admitting it. That's why German industry joins calls to end balanced budget and they're lobbying for more stimulus. Weister Kempf, president of BDI, said it was time to put the rule on the back burner. That's of balancing the budget, especially in light of the country's crying need for big investments in education and digital infrastructure. The economic boom is coming to an end, he said. The state can borrow at negative interest rates. And we have a big investment deficit. More stimulus, any way they can do it. They're hurting, they know it, and they're going to try to do everything. It goes back to gold. All this cheap money is going to push gold prices higher. Ah, don't believe me? Try this one. Surge in borrowing raises questions over sustainability. This again from the Financial Times. Government. Debt worldwide has ballooned since the financial crisis, reaching levels never seen before during peacetime. They went on to say that large economies have debts on average of more than 70% of GDP product, the highest in the past 150 years, except for a spike around the Second World War. Unlike earlier eras, when governments typically ran surpluses during peacetime, the pressures of modern democracy and welfare systems have made persistent deficits the norm in many countries. You know what that is? Bullshit. You got it. It's bullshit. Forget about it. The pressure of modern democracy and welfare systems. <laughs> have made persistent debt? No. The military-industrial complex and constant wars. They said in peacetime, we haven't had peacetime. All we have are pieces of garbage that are destroying our country with continuing wars. And that's why you want to occupy peace. Occupypeace.com. Put your money where your heart is because they're going to keep robbing all the money from you to keep killing people, stealing your dough, sending people to go die, and killing innocent civilians by the millions. So, but the point again of this story, debt. And what else do we have here? Income inequality in America, the highest it's been since census started tracking it. That's right. Since 1967, the separation between rich and poor is greater than it's ever been. So all the dough's gone to the 1%. That's why you see these populist movements. 
And now moving on to the big story of the day. That's right, the impeachment story. This is the big headline in the toilet paper record. Page after page, impeachment, what Trump did. Yeah, he asked this guy, look into the dirty dealings of uh, Biden. See if his dirty dealings are as bad as mine. This is what this is going to do. It's going to be the focus of the presidential reality show from this point forward. They're going to dig up more dirt on Trump. It's going to hurt Biden in the end when you show it a slimy lowlife this guy is. Of course, we know that from all his dirty deeds, the wars that he's caused, and uh, the other terrible things that he's done as VP. Here's some of the quotes. This is from Debbie Dingle. Yeah, she was married to the Dingle guy before. Yeah, he was like a congressman forever, so one Dingle bury after another. They follow each other. Here's what she had to say. She's a dumb crap. This is very clear threat to national security in our Constitution. This is a clear threat to... Hey, Dingle, how about the wars? How about all the lies being told to us? Are those threats to our Constitution, Dingle? How about spying on us all the time, Dingle, Berry? How about all of the crimes the state commits against we the people ripping our Constitution up? That doesn't count. A stupid thing like this. Congress is making clear that the lines that cannot be crossed without repercussion, the New York Times, the slimy Times wrote, this moment is different because they are national security issues at stake. What national security issues? Two slimers fighting it out to see who's going to win the presidential reality show. This has nothing to do with national security. But that's what's being sold on the political theater. So, moving on. Resentment persists in Eastern Germany. About 60% of the people in Eastern Germany regard themselves as second-class citizens, and more than half say reunification was not a success. And only about 38% of the respondents in the East regarded unification as a success. Among people under 40, that sharply falls to just 20%. I mention this because of the populist movements, and these are the younger people that didn't live under Soviet Union control, so they don't know. But they're saying this. That's how bad the gap between the rich and the poor is being felt around the world. Unlikely agitated incites rare Egyptian unrest. There's this guy that used to be a contractor. He got screwed out of money. He says about $13 million by the Egyptian military. He's living in Spain now, and he's putting up videos on YouTube talking about what a corrupt, disgusting government it is on Del Sisi. So my thing is, I think they're going to assassinate this guy because he's really calling him out. Mr. Ali, Muhammad Ali, rambling discourses are laden with profanity and insults to the president 
and who talks of building a fairer system in a post-Sisi future. A Sisi is a presidente, a general who overthrew the government. That's America's friend. Senate vote would extend Ukraine aid of $250 million. Isn't that great? More military aid. Keep stealing our money. That's right. Get to work. Don't complain. Pay your taxes. We got money to take to you to give to our friends. Again, back to the Ukraine. Oh, we're going to fix it like we did in Iraq. No, I got it. How about Syria? Great job in Libya. Afghanistan, only 18 years. Lying, losing freaks called presidents, prime ministers, congressmen, congresswomen, secretaries of state. That's right. Female and male, black and white, all low lives that steal our money and take us to war. Occupy peace. And again, in your Trends Journal, fall of 2000, and it happened to be this cover, 14. We wrote about it right here. And more and more and on and on about what's going on in Ukraine now that happened then. And the real story is here. Again, John Kerry's little boy, son-in-law. How many recall that not long after her speech, this is a speech by Victoria Newland. Ah, another woman. If only women were in charge at the Washington Press Club on December 13, 2013, with an Exxon sign and a Chevron sign over each shoulder as she's addressing this Ukraine group that's going to overthrow the democratically elected government of Yanukovych with the help of the United States. Not long after that speech, and you could Google it up, remember, Vice President Joseph Biden's boy, Hunter Biden, was appointed to the board of directors of Burisma Holdings Limited. That's Ukraine's largest energy company. Also saddling up on the Burisma board was Devon Archer, a business partner of Christopher Hines, the Hines of 57 Varieties, who is, coincidentally, the stepson of U.S. Secretary of State John Kerry. Constitutional issue? It is disgusting what low lives we have running and ruining our country, the Repulsivkins and Democrats that are keeping this issue alive. Well, the Democrats, of course, are. And it's going to waste energy and time and accomplish nothing. But here's what to watch out for again. I don't give investment advice. They tell you what's going on. And this is what's going on. They are going to crash the market if this keeps up. The markets are overvalued. We have a 26, 25, 26 PE ratio. It should be around 16. We have volatility. They're betting the markets are betting up more volatility even before this happened. When Clinton was being impeached, the markets went down nearly 20%. It was different in 1998. 
The markets have been propped up now very differently. When they go down, they're going to stay down. And this is going to accelerate the greatest depression if it continues in the way it's going. And when all else fails, they take you to war. Get your mind off things. U.S. confirms Syria chlorine attack. Oh, yeah, what do they have to say here? Syrian government forces carried out a chlorine attack. What, they spill a, a bottle of uh, Clorox? What do you got, all these high-tech weapons and they're using chlorine gas? But anyway, violating the international accord banning chemical weapons since President Trump authorized the U.S. military strike. Blah, 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 blah. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo announced the assessment. Assessment. Not facts, assessment. And then here is the big one that Pompeo, the big one, said. Quote, the United States will not allow these attacks to go unchallenged, nor will we tolerate those who choose to conceal these atrocities. Unlike the atrocities committed by America's great friend who we just sent 200 more troops to, Saudi Arabia, the beheaders-in-chief, destroying Yemen, creating the worst humanitarian crisis on earth, slaughtering 100,000 people, 14 million in starvation, a cholera crisis, and we got this Pompeo jerk-off talking about atrocities, and the media repeats it, ignoring Yemen. What's a Yemen? Who cares? I'll tell you who cares. Military sees frustrating trend as suicides spike. Suicides have surged to a record high among active duty troops, continuing a deadly trend that Pentagon officials say is frustrating, and they are struggling to counter. Pentagon official shits. Pentagon official scum. Pentagon official idiots. Pentagon official imbeciles. You're putting these young people who are desperate for jobs in places and situations that are only disgusting, murderous, soul-draining, mind-numbing situations. You're murderers, and you're murdering more people, sending them to Somalia, send them to Sudan, send them to Yemen, send them to Saudi Arabia, send them to Libya, send them to Afghanistan, send them to Iraq, send them to Syria, send them to go kill and get killed. Don't occupy peace, no. Don't forget the 22 veterans that are committing suicide each day. Help us support Occupy Peace. Do you want to honor the troops? Do you really want to honor the troops? Bring them home. Close the bases overseas, the over 800 
in over 80 nations. Put them to work rebuilding our rotted infrastructure. This third world disgusting moronic infrastructure that the leader of Pakistan just made fun of in New York as they have the UN meetings now. You go into New York, there are potholes all over the place, steel plates everywhere. Your front end blows out. Put them to work rebuilding our third world infrastructure. Give them skills. Get them in shape. When they get out, they'll have jobs. Force Congress to vote to go to war. These little slimes that keep taking us toward. Oh, you're talking about the Constitution, violating it? All you big fat mouths? How about all your violation of the Constitution? When you give El Presidente the power to go to war and don't abide. Section 1, Clause 8 of the Constitution of Congress takes us to war. And number 4, a ballot on each state, a referendum. You want to go to war, we the people will tell you how to go to war. We'll say yes or no, because we pay for the war with our money and our lives. This is Gerald Salenti, and that's some of today's Trends in the News.